as you boom all night long yes Freaking go. We have a lot to get to. Not a lot of time. It's going to be a busy next couple of days. You guys know the schedule. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, Sundays, the Wednesday night live stream at 6 p.m. Central. We're talking about a harsh truth that Brian Kelly shared today. Also, the Jaden Daniels hype train just continues to roll along. Are we discounting Garrett Nussmeyer's potential of potentially being the guy by the end of the season? Could it be? I don't think so. But tomorrow on my SEC channel, I am releasing a video on which quarterbacks in the SEC are truly safe. Quarterbacks that can say with the gazillion percent certainty that they are going to be the guy by the end of the season. Okay, so we're going to be talking about all of that. But first, I wanted to start with a little quote right here from Brian Kelly. And look. What was that? Oh, I see what happened. Okay, excuse me on that. But I do want to share this right here uh, from Brian Kelly yesterday at practice via Tiger Bait. Everything that, that happens out there are teaching moments, you know? I mean, every day. I mean, I, that's like so far behind me, you know, yesterday because they're 18 to 21-year-olds. And so this morning, there were so many teaching moments um, down here in this hallway, in this locker room that I forgot about yesterday. So, you, you know, you deal with what happens in front of you um, and you try to bring everything back to, um, you know, what your process is and what you're trying to develop um, in, in, in your program. And so... You know, there'll be moments uh, like that similarly in a couple of days that I'll have to deal with that maybe you won't see, you know, but every day's in, 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 in my life as a coach is a teaching experience. And so you better take your chance uh, to teach while that happens. And so we made it a teaching moment. It's Brian Kelly talking about the fight that happened at practice yesterday. Do I truly think he was perturbed by that? No, because he said, I might have to deal with this here in a couple of days. We also have seen Sadiq Charles and Patrick Queen tweet about how this is honestly pretty frequent. What I will say, though, is the overall discipline of the team needs to be together by the Florida State game. Because last year... While it wasn't necessarily penalties, we lost that game in large part for things that were under our control. It's very interesting, okay? The simple truth is this, all right? We have got to be a disciplined football team. We just do, all right? The margin of error right out the gate is so unbelievably slim, and 
Honestly, he was talking about Harold Perkins. He made a little joke about the John Deere uh, NIL stuff. I truly do believe Brian Kelly's kind of in the middle. He likes that his team is feisty. He likes that his team is competitive. But he also shares that this is a teaching moment for this team to build off of, right? So we go to our first Super Chat of the evening. Arthur, thank you so much. And good news, we are giving out another Jacob Hester auto if we get to a hundo tonight in Super Chats, okay? Um, we gave a copy out just like this one not too long ago. We'll give another out just like this. If we get to 100 in Super Chats, this is going to one of our lovely viewers on a glorious Tuesday night, okay? Um, have you noticed that JD's throwing motion looks different? Am I seeing things, according to Arthur? It is different. It it is it is different. It is to me a little bit more compact, and I love seeing that. Right? Uh, we have seen just as quarterbacking has developed that more of a side armish. This is obviously a very simplified breakdown of this. More of a side armish delivery has become the norm. Right? In the old days, it was far more of an overhand delivery, and Jaden's motion does seem to have gotten better. Now, will you mistake him for Aaron Rodgers when it comes to quarterback mechanics? No. But there are quarterbacks out there that have absolutely flawless mechanics, and they're really not that good, right? I'm going to tell you this right now. The And, and this is going to sound like a, an absolute joke because on the SEC channel, I've absolutely destroyed this football program, but – the best throwing mechanics I have ever seen is Will Levis. His arm match with his mechanics are so freaking good. I, I'm telling you, it is like they created this guy in a lab. Now, I'm not going to say he has the absolute best arm, but it's up there. It's one of the best arms I've ever seen. He has really good mechanics, but those fall apart. During games, right? He takes a lot of sacks. He uh, doesn't see the field. He's a, a decent athlete, but he's not a true dual threat athlete. Um, and obviously, he's not really that good in my estimation. Um, so look, it, perfect quarterback mechanics don't always equate to absolutely being the best quarterback, but it does seem Jaden is cleaner in that aspect, right? Obviously, when it comes to mechanics, Garrett Nussmeyer is... Really freaking good. He is up there with some of the best LSU quarterbacks when it comes to a quick, compact release. But it's not the be-all, end-all. It's not. Uh, but, yes, it, it does look different. It it does look different. We say hi to Mark. It's been a while, Mark. Good to see you. Cliff says, with Coach Brian Kelly at the helm, I don't think discipline will be an issue. What's up, Mike? Uh, I, I, I won't get into uh, Florida State and – their issues per se right now i will say this mike to your comment all right i truly do mean this from the bottom of my heart florida state has a lot going on right now i mean a lot i have it is blowing my mind where they are right now as a team that I truly just do not believe that Florida State is in uh, a position where 
They don't know what conference they're going to be in. Uh, they had a player ruled ineligible today, a defensive tackle. I didn't agree with that. You should just – I think the NCAA should just not have the strict eligibility requirements like they've had. Um, but honestly, I, I truly do believe uh, Florida State will be locked in and ready to go. But there is a lot surrounding this program, okay? Uh, Chance, good to see you. Thanks for the email earlier today. Good to see you as well, Dr. Morgan. Um, Blaine wants to talk in-game experience. Does LSU look to upgrade the stadium experience as far as lighting and other in-game features? Um, I- I'll tell you this, okay? As someone who has been to quite a few of these stadiums where they have like all the lighting and stuff like that, um, it's personally not my cup of tea. It's not something that I absolutely need to have. Obviously, there are some things that people feel that Tiger Stadium needs to get updated. Uh, I like some of the uh, club-level features that they have uh, in the higher end-zone section. And um, look, I'm pretty excited about this. There was a viewer uh, who I talked to today, and I think he wants to remain anonymous. I'll check with him. But um, I will be sitting with him, me and my wife, at the Arkansas game, and I've never sat from one of these like boxes it's not it's kind of hard to explain but i am going to the arkansas game and that was some really good news today so if you are i will be at the arkansas game and i will hopefully get to hang out with each and every one of you um but yeah i i think the same experience at tiger stadium is is fine right but as far as like the lighting that goes on at like an alabama game it's not as if something that I absolutely positively need. Uh, let's go to Adam. What's up, man? It's been a while since I've seen you. I know you're a working man, John Sibley. Good to see you as well. Uh, don't ask me about my day. Good to see you. Uh, so there you go. Now, you see Adam rocking the old school PHL merch, the OG. Well, it's like the second variation of a shirt that we've had. Here's the good news. There's a new PHL shirt. PowerHourLSU.com is where you can get it. You can also still get your PHL hoodies like Tony the Tiger has right here. And this is the link for each and every one of your beautiful souls. Bang. Going to get you some PowerHourLSU.com merch. And if you get $100 in merch, I will send you a Jacob Hester autograph card or I'll send you if you want Jamari Roscoe, I'll send you Jamari Roscoe autograph card. Um, let me know. I will happily send it. I'll send a Jamarcus Russell autograph card. Um, so there you go. Uh, Arthur, he, he was bringing up, I like it when people don't have the letter avatar because I like seeing all of your beautiful faces, but uh, you can keep it if you want. It's not that big of a deal. So like with Spectrum, I would love to see Spectrum well care. Not being S. <laughs> but why do I like seeing pictures of your face? Well, the reason is actually quite simple. Uh, I did radio for the longest. And, you know, when you're radio, you're just in like a little box. The cool thing about YouTube is I could see all your beautiful faces when you comment. It's absolutely wonderful. So uh, that's basically it. Now, if you're listening on podcasts, we are releasing full episodes on our podcast feeds on all that stuff. Just testing it out to see if that is something you guys would be interested in. But just to put this out there, I prefer you guys who watch on YouTube because they are the ones that, for now, pay my bills. Okay? 
so there you go. Now, next thing I want to get into tonight, all right, about the Jaden Daniels hype train. There is a lot of Heisman hype coming in for Jaden Daniels, an absolute metric F-ton of hype. Um, it, it's It's to the point now where he is the second – leading Heisman Trophy odds out of anybody. It's Caleb Williams, then Jaden Daniels, okay? And do I think it's justified? I do. He has a chance to be the best player and the best quarterback on the best team, right? But at this point, I know some of you have privately asked me, hey, should I put some of my hard-earned dollars on Jaden Daniels to win the Heisman? While I am going to speak into existence that one LSU player will win the Heisman, I wouldn't do that because I feel there is so much more value in betting a Heisman long shot in on any team, right? I seriously think you should look into putting some on Brock Bowers for Heisman. Um, there's a lot of different guys that I would more so like to play the long shot game. Last year, my two favorite picks were Hendon Hooker and Stetson Bennett. Now, did those hit? They didn't, um, but they were close. One was a finalist, and the other should have been a finalist. So I'm not a big believer in Heisen bets. That isn't my absolute favorite thing, but one of my favorite things to do is SEC over under win totals. Last year, I did not miss one um, that I gave out, and this year I'm looking to do the same. Now, once again, is it possible? Yes, but it's likely not to be done. But I'm going to try my very hardest from the bottom of my soul. Okay? So what I want to do is ask you a question. All right? Let me pull up the win totals for 2023. Okay? And I want to pull up the absolute latest. Okay? Um Let's do this past week. I, I have some already pulled up here, um, but I did not have recent ones. So I want to see if I could find a more uh, recent one here. Um, right now, I can't, but I'm going to look forward here in just a second. <laughs> um, but for me right now, one of my favorite plays I'm leaning towards is Texas A&M over their win total. I know that sounds crazy, and I know we're supposed to hate Texas A&M, but I think they're sitting at eight to eight and a half. I like the over for them right now, okay? It very well could be a disaster next season, but I like the way their schedule sets up, and it could just be egg on my face, but uh, I, I'm leaning that way. It's not my favorite one, but coming up, uh, I will be giving out all of my plays, not only here, but on the SEC channel. Good to see you, Pooh Bear. Let's go to Brian. You did ask this question yesterday. I was looking forward to you asking it tonight. I really do appreciate it. We did release a practice video yesterday, so um, this kind of ties along with that. Now, how athletic is this LSU offensive line? LSU hasn't ranked in the top 25 in sacks allowed since 2011. They have been solid in run blocking since then. Will this Group finally give up fewer than 30 sacks. It's a very, very good question. Okay. Now, let's talk about sacks. What is a more important?
impressive and important stat? Is it sacks or is it pressure? Type S for sacks, type P for pressure in the chat right now. Type S for sacks, type P for pressure. Now, you see Charles Turner currently leading the poll right here. Who should start at center? Charles Turner, of course, winning this poll about two to one. Very interesting. Um, but let me know in the chat right now, what is more important, sacks or pressure? Okay, so we see P. P, what's up, David? P, P. Jacob says S. Samuel, good to see you, my brother. And uh, there you go, Dr. Morgan. Uh, it is pressure. Pressure is more important. Now, why is that the case? Okay. Well, it's simple. Sacks are oftentimes lucky, right? Uh, a quarterback can run into a sack and that player get credited for the sack, right? Um, I, I think of this play. Uh, first play of Mason Smith's uh, career, first drive of his career versus UCLA. He got pressure right up the middle, and he forced DTR to run into a sack by Ollie Gay. Now, who deserved the credit for the sack? Well, it was Mason Smith who generated the pressure. Okay, now, that's not me saying sacks are not good. They are very good. We want sacks on every play. But pressure is a little bit more stable year to year when it comes to predicting who are great pass rushers and who are not, who are great offensive linemen and who are not. And sacks are very unstable. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you generate a pressure, you could generate a quarterback throwing the football really quickly. So, you know, for me, I was a defensive lineman, more so pressured up the middle. I, I didn't get a lot of sacks, but I generated pressure up the middle and the quarterback would get rid of the football really quickly. That's what we want. Okay. Um, so it's a good question. O'Brien. We have had issues in pass protection. Okay. We have not had the most dominant offensive lines, but here's what I'll say. The issue with sacks is it is a totals stat and it varies based on how many times you throw during the course of a game. So let's take 2019 LSU. Well, our offense was very open to sacks, right? Because we ran a lot of empty. So we had a lot of five-man protection schemes. So Joe would oftentimes avoid a lot of sacks, but at times he would take some, right? Um, so, you know, sacks, we don't want to give them up. But giving them up aren't the absolute worst thing. The next thing about sacks is it has more to do with quarterbacks than anything else. And this kind of goes along with the Jaden Daniels hype train thing. Jaden took too many sacks last year. He took way too many sacks. Um, he, he held on to the football too long. Um, you know, there's plenty of plays that we've done film studies on this very thing. And he's just got to rip it. Now, there are... Things such as a good sack, right? If Jaden sees a rush lane that is wide open and there's nothing open within the project uh, within the progression, we want him to tuck and run. There was a play versus the Alabama game that we broke down in our BTJ film study where he could have thrown it to BTJ, but there was a rush lane where if he could have got through, it would have been potentially a touchdown. It was the right decision, but the defensive lineman did a good job. He was able to make a good play on Emory Jones and it was a two-yard sack. So Jaden last year, if you actually go look at the sack numbers, he didn't take a lot of disastrous sacks. He didn't take a lot of these six- and seven-yard sacks. He took a lot of one- and two-yard sacks, 
which aren't nearly as bad as six and seven yard ones. But our sack total was really high last year because Jaden should have let it rip. Now, the Florida State game is very misleading because of the sack totals because we did not have our best offensive line out there. But the, a lot of the sacks were on the QB. To be fair, a lot of the sacks were also on the offensive line. There were some sacks that were unavoidable, in particular in that Arkansas game where Jaden had no chance but to just eat it. Okay, Florida State game, he had to eat it. And last year, our pass protection was very hit or miss, right? I will say it was far worse away from Tiger Stadium than at Tiger Stadium. Our pass protection was really good at Tiger Stadium, and that makes sense, right? You have the crowd noise and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, Auburn was a tough pass protection game uh, for, for our offensive line. Arkansas was as well. Obviously, Florida State. Uh, Georgia, it was a little hit or miss in the, in that game. But, you know, as far as sack totals are concerned, we have started to throw the football more. So that will lend itself into, um, you know, more sacks. But I do agree, Brian, we do need to avoid them on the pass protection, on the quarterback side of things. But honestly, just as the offense as a whole, right, are we calling quick enough plays? Are our plays being deciphered too easily? And I think LSU this year is going to do a better job of getting the ball out of Jaden's hands even quicker. So it's a very, very, very good question. Um, so once again, Jaden was a really good quarterback for us. We can't take as many sacks as we did last year. We just can't. Um, we, along with, once again, Will Levis, we were talking about him a minute ago, we were in the 40s, and that's not where we want to be at all. Okay. Oh, uh, your wife, your wife thought we we're talking about sex. I mean, yeah, y'all after dark. If 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 you keep super chatting and it gets past midnight, I'm down. I I can. I, what what is what, who is that? Uh, I, I I will I will answer those questions too. We'll keep it PG thirteen though. Dylan Cruz had a grand slam tonight. How about that? Shout out to him. I lost three viewers on that. Whoever those three viewers are, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but yeah, Samuel, his sacks weren't bad though. They, 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 for the most part, they weren't bad. Um, and that and that's obviously a very good thing. And I, I think Jane's going to let it rip more this year. Okay. And yeah, you know, pressure up the middle is going to be very key, and and we're going to need Wingo and uh, Mason to to dominate. Now, apparently, Mason had a really good day of practice um, recently. I'll put it I'll put it like that. Apparently, he's tearing things up. I will also say this: one more thing to defend Jaden. Okay, on on the sack thing. Um. I highly recommend everyone go check out our third down 30 minute. I broke down Matt Flynn's plays. I broke down Joe Burrow's plays. And I showed you a comparison of how those two dealt with, you know, third down compared to Jaden. And there were some instances where LSU just could not 
hold up up the middle when it comes to just giving up some bull rush pressure. Um, we were getting pushed back um, uh, a, a little too much, and that comes with the territory when you're going up against you know SEC defensive alignment every week. But the middle of our offensive line needs to you know hold steady as well, just our entire offensive line does. So uh, there you go. And communication is going to be very key on loops and stunts and all of that. Let's go to Arthur, who just super chatted a minute ago. What does LSU need to do to get off the field on third down against Florida State? We were a bit in this category last year. That's a very good question. Okay. Now, what I want to do is chat about a few things. All right. The first is you are right. Especially early in that game, we gave up just far too many pitch and catch third downs where we let guys just run right past the stick, sit there, and let them play pitch and catch. Now, this was Matt House's first game calling the shots um, as a defensive coordinator in years. So you do give him a little bit of slack, and we held them to 5.5 yards per play, which was really good, right? Um, but yes, we were abysmal on third and long getting off the field, and some of that was on house. Also, some of that was just on Jordan Travis being really freaking good. He made some really good throws. Offense always beats good defense, especially now with the rules. And he made some throws. There's just nothing you can do about nothing. Okay. Um, so obviously getting off the field on third down, it helps having Harold Perkins, right? He, he just was the answer to that question all last year. That's one big thing. And the second thing is just making them work for it, right? Make them work for it. That's, that's going to be the big key. Okay. Supposedly, O-line has been cooking. What's up, man? Good to see you. We go way back. Special TK is in the building. Let's go. We're at LSU together. That's a very good question. Now, exiting. For the next two days, tomorrow night's live stream, and on Thursday night's live stream, okay, we will be chatting about recruiting. Now, is that my favorite thing to talk about? No. I'd rather talk about the current stuff. I didn't get into this hobby, profession, whatever you want to call it, to chase down the decisions of 17 and 18-year-olds. But... Thursday is one of the biggest days, especially for out-of-state recruiting that LSU has ever dealt with, okay? So, what do we make of Caden Durham and Colin Simmons committing Thursday? Apparently, it is going to be on the 247 YouTube page at 145 Central. Okay. Mm. 
since we're going to be talking about it so much, I won't spend too, too, too much time on it. But don't melt down over any decision. I will be straight up with you about this, okay? I truly do believe on Thursday, when it comes to who is the better player between Caden Durham and Colin Simmons, it is Colin Simmons. Okay, Colin Simmons is better. But I do think Caden Durham of the two, when he commits on Thursday, will be the most likely to stick with that decision of the two. Okay. I do not think a player of Colin Simmons caliber is going to quit being recruited. And I don't think he's going to just shut down everything on Thursday. Okay. I, I, I just don't, I just don't think so. Okay. Um, so I do think at this point, Caden Durham is more likely of the two to pick LSU. I do like the fact that they're announced at the same time. That would be really cool if LSU got both of them at the same time. But at this point, I, I just think, um, I just think no matter what, you shouldn't melt down over anything. Okay. But we'll talk about, um, I, I, I we'll talk about that more tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Okay. Now I'm going to open this up to you guys. On Thursday, do you want the normal 8.15 Central live stream, or do you want me to go live right after? I What I'm probably going to do Thursday is just do a video, release a video right after their commitments, and then we'll probably do a live stream, okay? So... That's the most likely scenario. All right. Now, Rowie, good to see you. Five for five, did me in recruiting years ago. LSU all day, every day. It's hard not to melt down a player of his caliber. It's true. But I'll also tell you this. There is never in a gazillion years been a thing such as a must absolutely positively get recruit. It's never existed. Now, there is truth, okay, truth that there are some players that truly do move the needle more than others. But if you knew that, why didn't you say that at the time? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just... I, I, I just don't think that there is such a thing. Now, there are some players that matter more than others, and Harold Perkins is one of those guys. And you guys know, for the longest, I was telling you about him, right? And I know he's a Pfizer. Everyone's telling you he, he's great. But I told you it wasn't over with Texas A&M, and we probably lose two more games if we didn't have him last year. He's that important. Okay, but, you know, I I just don't think that there is a time where you should just stop everything. And that's my definition of like must get. But there are some big needs or we really, really want them if we want to get into semantics. 
And for me, Colin Simmons and Dominic McKinley are at the top of that list. Okay. Um, FACP, Carter, talk to Ron today. Looking forward to sitting with you and your wife at the R Kansas game. There you go. So, yeah, uh, I really appreciate it, Ron. We, we we actually shouted him out a little bit earlier. I didn't want to shout him out because I didn't know if it was okay for me to publicly say that that was the guy who hooked us up. But, yeah, big shout-out to Ron. Big shout-out to you, John, and the whole crew. Looking forward to that whole day. Uh, my, with, my tailgate with you guys last year was top five. It was actually Clifton. Um, Cliff, it was Cliff who was with us. Cliff, uh, uh, that was that was top five tailgate I've ever been to. I'm serious, like top five. There, there's, uh, there, there's few that have that have rivaled that. That catfish at Chafalai, whatever that was. Oh my god! Else, you got the two of three in the five for five. Hmm. You want to throw back and talk about the five for five? Okay. So five for five, you're mentioning what the Leonard Fournette, Speedy Noel. Who was it? It was Leonard Fournette, Speedy Noel, Malachi Dupree. And who are the who are the other two? Uh was it was it Trey Quinn and and who else was it? I I I've, I'm so vague on this, but I know it was Fournette, Noel, uh, who else was it? Who else was a part of the five for five? Um, that used to be a Wendy's deal. By the way, just going to throw this out of here, okay? If you know of a business that wants to be a part of PHL this next football season, let me know. Okay. So it was, uh, it was Hootie Jones and, uh, Gerald Willis. Okay. Was that, was that who it was? I thought, I don't know. Or was it Cam Robinson? Either way, whoever it was, you know, all turned out to not be a whole lot. And I think Jojo Earl's at TCU right now. So was Jamal Adams part of the five for five? But he, I thought five for five was just the Louisiana thing. I thought, I thought that's what that was. I'm so vague on the five for five thing. All right, let me see. Okay, so Jamal Adams was, okay, was one of the five for five. I thought it was just so easy and a thing. So it was Leonard Fournette, Jamal Adams, Who are the other three? Let me know. 
Hootie Jones, Gerald Willis, and oh yeah, Cam Robinson who went to Alabama. And we actually did get the two best players. Fournette's one, Adams two. You could flip him if you want. And then Cam Robinson. Actually, you could pick any one of those being the best of the three, but I, I would probably lean Fournette. Willis and, and Hootie wasn't really uh wasn't really that great. If only if there was a handheld computer available. No, I I struggled to find who the five were because I thought the five for five were just the Louisiana guys, like the top five Louisiana players. But apparently it was the day of the Under Armour All-American game, and they were trying to go five for five. Okay. But we did get the two best. Bama can do whatever they want to. What's up, Doug? Good to see you. I can't wait to see Doug this football season. All right. So Clifton sent it to me. All right. See, I thought the five for five were just the Louisiana guys. So we have differentiating reports here. Leonard Fournette, Cam Robinson, Malachi Dupree, Speedy, and all Gerald Willis. You see, that's what I thought. But whatever the case was, we got the two best players of that group. And Malachi Dupree was a really good football player, too. I don't want to hear it to the otherwise. You catch 40 passes and back-to-back seasons in the last miles of offense, you were good. Now, were you him? He wasn't him, but he was good. Okay. Was he a five-star? No. But he was good. Okay. He was good. But next thing I would say is that year honestly changed my whole view on recruiting. Right. That's when I started looking harder for, and and this is hard to do. That's why I started looking for age. Right. Age to me is more important than recruiting class. And it tells you more about a player in my estimation. And DJ Chark was a good example, right? DJ Chark was very young. That's why being very young and being successful at the college level, he's going to make more money. Doug, I I would, Doug, I would put that comment up. But I, I, I can't put that comment up because I would be demonetized. It's a it's a comment that's actually gotten me really excited, but I can't I can't if you actually reread your comment, I can't actually put that up on the screen. Huh? 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 Uh I am not him. I am Himothy. But if I played football I would not rock a single digit. That's too much pressure, man. It's too much pressure because I truly do believe it. Unless you are a playmaker, do not put a single digit on. Get number 36. Do something else. Don't 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 take up prime real estate because our real estate's already eaten up by two things. Can't give out number seven unless you are truly him. And we're never going to give out number nine again. 
And if I was a Florida Gator fan, I would be disgusted that they still give out number 15. How do you think Tim Tebow feels that this year Graham Mertz is going to wear number 15? I'm Himothy Chalamet. I love that phrase. Yeah, Malachi Dupree definitely should have come back for a senior season. I get the early declare stuff. But yeah, Chance, if you are a big defensive lineman, you rock a single digit, you you better be somebody. Okay? You better be somebody. Now, don't forget... Who needs new PHL bands? I got a sack ton of them right here. All right. I've got two more big bags of these. One for five. Or there's one for five. One for 10, two for 15, three for 20. Okay. And uh, I'll happily send it to you. One for 10, two for 15, three for 20. Okay. Savion Jones should wear a single digit this year. Kid looks the part. So let's talk some Savion Jones. Um, so I think he wore number 35 at St. Amant. So I think that number means something to him. And yeah, I feel Savion Jones is going to be a pretty solid player for us. I think he's kind of a tweener. Where he's not, he's kind of like Ali Gay. He's not a true four I five per se, but he's more of a traditional defensive end in the build of like a Sam Montgomery. Um, so I think he's going to be pretty good. I also could see a role Roby where he is sharing a lot of snaps with more backups this year because we just rely too much on our starters. We cannot run Makai Wingo into the ground. We, we 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 just can't. Now, versus Florida State, yeah, we should go all out and win that game, right? We should do whatever is necessary. But, you know, last year, you know, the understanding was after the Southern game, LSU felt that there were going to be more players who had good games in that game that they could rely on as the season moved on. And they didn't. They didn't. There were some players that had really good games in that game, and and they they didn't really play all that much after that. And I don't know exactly why. Uh, but, you know, I think this year LSU is going to sub in and sub out more defensive linemen this year. I It is ridiculous the snap counts that Wingo – and Jaqueline Roy had to play. And I I think Savian Jones should have a very solid season. He is a run and chaser. He has a motor unlike anyone else. So there you go. Mark, what's up, man? It's been a while since I've seen you, man. You've received your new shirt. There you go. Love me some Mark. Hey, Mark, you're a season ticket holder, right? See you. 
pretty freaking excited about the season. I'm still trying to figure out how many games I'm going to go to. Um, I've gotten this question a few more times. I'm not going to the Florida State game. Now, we do have a bunch of PHLers going, and they are interested in meeting up. I will talk to someone that I know lives in Orlando and is a PHLer, uh, and potentially something could be set up uh, where you guys can meet and congregate. Uh, I just I just can't swing it. <laughs> huh? 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 I wish I could. I wish I could. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, I, I would, I would, I would like to go. Um, but I will also say this, the tickets are expensive and I think it's for good reason. This is a freaking massively hyped game with a lot of future NFLers in it. And, uh, and yeah, Mark in DC. I love it. TJ, what's good, man? I'll be in DC at some point. God, I freaking love D.C. I freaking love it, man. It's one of my favorite places. My family lives there. Love it. Haley's family has, has family there. That's good, man. Everybody welcome Mark back to the channel. I love it. He's been a big supporter. But he's, he's back for football season. That's how it is. And look, I wish you guys would, would stay with me all, all season. It's obviously a really good thing. But I don't mind it, baby. Y'all live busy lives. But when football season comes back, you got to know that this is your first stop for LSU football. Okay? Kenneth, good to see you. He wants to talk some Kylan Jackson. Uh, let's go to this one first. Most surprising players this year, Aaron Anderson and Omar Spates. Anderson will take a couple short throws to the house, and Spates will be a tackling machine. I agree. Now, let's go to Kenneth. He wants to talk some Kylan Jackson. Let's go. How do I feel about Kylan Jackson next season? I like him. I really did. Now, when I evaluated him a little bit further, I at first I thought he was a year one bonafide stud kind of guy. Um, and then I, I was like, okay, maybe I'm putting too much on him. And I've more so pushed him towards a year two kind of guy. It's nothing against him at all. It is hard for me to say this guy is ready to play year one. And safety is one of those positions that we have had a lot of year one guys play it. Mills, um, obviously, uh, Delpit, Adams. But those guys are still playing in the NFL, right? You've got to be a dude to be ready to play safety from the get-go. And we're very experienced there. So, you know, for me, I, I like Kylan's athleticism. I think he could be a very good special teamer for us year one. I I do think, though, it's going to require some patience to allow him to develop into being the guy that we expect him to be. Um, and once again, safety is really hard. Um, there's not many guys, once again, on the Patreon, PHL Patreon. Uh, you can see all the grades I have for all the uh, high school players that came in. Some of them. I feel like are year one guys. Some of them I think are more so year two, year three guys. Sometimes it comes down to the depth chart uh, and how quickly you can move up or move down. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think, I think Kylan could definitely be a contributor uh, for this team straight away. And he was one of my favorite DBs, but as of right now, 
of the true freshman defensive backs, the one that I feel the most comfortable about playing right now is Toviano. I will also say this. Part of the reason why I like Toviano so much is that I feel like he could play three different positions in our secondary. I feel like he could play either the safety positions. I feel like he could play nickel. And I would go on to say I think he could play all five. I think he can also play outside corner if he absolutely needed to be. Okay? Yes, Spurrier wore 11 at Florida. You are right. Got a statue of him out there. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think Kylan is, is very talented though. I really do. Now, I do want to point this out. I saw something on Facebook and once again, Facebook, you never know. I did see that Trenton Holiday went back and got his degree after his great NFL career. I thought that was really cool. And I'm pretty sure Trenton Holiday is from Zachary. I think that's why that popped in my mind. Uh, God, I loved him. I loved him. It could be part of me. Part of me loved him so much because I was an LSU student at the time. So yeah, I think that's really cool. It's really cool. Now something else. I got a bunch of new stickers as well. PHL Nation. One for ten, two for fifteen, three for twenty. I'll send these. Um. I'll also send a sticker if you get three bands as well. Jacoby Stevens is back on staff. There you go. There you go. Tell him, Doug, the new shirts, baby. PowerHourLSU.com slash merch. Uh, let's see. Let's take a look at the Super Chat meter. Okay. About 75 away from giving out another Jacob Hester autograph card. How about that? Next thing. Uh, I I think for me, when I look at the LSU secondary, um, I, I truly do believe that Andre Sam, just based on what I'm hearing at practice, could be this hybrid nickel safety kind of player for us next year. And he has played the most football. Now, something else to keep in mind. All right. And this is going to be a big thing um, moving forward. All right. Very big thing. We actually might be in a spot where. LSU is relying on a few FCS players in their secondary. Now, I know some of you feel some type of way about that, but Andre Sam has played a majority of his career at McNeese State. He even played a game for McNeese State in Tiger Stadium with Colby Richardson. Okay, so LSU very well could start two former FCS corners or FCS secondary members, okay, one at safety, one at traditional corner. Let me know what you guys think about that. Are you concerned about that? Do you feel that label 
is unjustified, right? I have received some messages, some in the live chat. You've seen it because our recent FCS corners were decent, Colby Richardson and Darren Evans. You, um, you, you're worried about that, okay? Now, I think Zy Alexander and Andre Sam are fine players. I think they very well could be good players for us this year. I'm cheering for both of those guys. That's the dream to work your way up the ladder to play for LSU at DBU. Andre Sam's story is amazing. Some of you might or you know someone that suffers from stuttering. Andre Sam does. Um, his story is amazing, and I'm rooting for him. But let me know if you are concerned about that. Because, you know, I think the biggest hold of our breath going into next season is the secondary. I really do believe it. Okay? Now, this is a question that I've received as well privately, and I'm trying to get more information on it as well. Um, I really don't know. I really don't know how the eligibility stuff works. I, I really, really, really don't. What's up, Mick? Good to see you. Cole, good to see you. Let's go to Mark Super Chat. Thank you so much, man. What is LSU's best position group this year? I'm going to go with the online if that's the case. The Tigers are making a serious run this year. So, as always, I exclude the, uh, the, the quarterbacks from everything. When it comes to because of course we want the quarterbacks to be our best position group, right? I truly do believe the best position group is linebacker. Just because and I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna throw over you a goofu uh, with the defensive linemen. Our off ball linebackers are so good. Harold Perkins and o and Omar Spates. I mean, it it it's it's going to be hard to get much better than that. Now, obviously, it is going to be an adjustment for Harold to get used to the new position, but he's so freaking good. And like, I don't think it's going to matter. Um, but yes, Mark, you want offensive line to be your best position group year in and year out. You want to know why Georgia and Alabama want all these natties? Their offensive lines are oftentimes their best position group. The 2020 Alabama team, yeah, they had a receiver win the Heisman. They had a quarterback as a finalist for a Heisman, and they had a running back selected in the first round. But I would say that that very well could be the best offensive line I've ever seen in collegiate football. They were that freaking good. They were so freaking good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Um, I hope you're right. I would love the offensive line to be the best position group on this team. And I think outside of quarterback, you want that group to be the best on your team. That's a very good super chat. Thoughts on us likely being favored and higher ranked going into the game against Florida State. Do you think it affects mindsets at all? It's a very good question. It doesn't because it is so closely uh, favored us over Florida State at this point. 
and we are close in the rankings. If I'm not mistaken, Florida State was seventh, and we were fifth in uh, in the rankings. I think we're fine. I do. I really, really, really do. I also think, for me, I like us having a top five ranking. I do. It shows us how far we came from last year to this year. It also shows that the coaches believe in us. Now, I want to also be very clear on something. And Jared, thank you for your super chat. I appreciate not only your your donation, but your friendship more so. Um, I do want to include something about the coaches poll. It is the coaches poll in name only. Okay. Do you think coaches who have to recruit, have to build their rosters, care about rankings? No. The assistant coaches don't do the rankings, nor do the head coach. Their SIDs do it. Okay. Their assistants, uh, they're their media people. And the head coach will probably look at it and say, hey, Move this here, move that there. They don't have the time. Okay. So we'll see what the AP poll has to say. Um, let me make sure that the AP poll has not come out yet. Okay. Okay. It does not come out. I like us being higher ranked, but honestly, it really doesn't matter. Both teams are in the top 10. Think of it like this, like our game versus Oregon in 2011. It didn't really matter because we were both so highly ranked and we were both very freaking good. Okay. By the end of the season, Oregon was a top five team and, and we were a top five team too. Okay. Now, Jared, any topic you want to get to, we can. I know Jared's been high on Aaron Anderson lately. I like that. There you go. Now, next thing. I do feel how we perform in this game will really put into question playing a difficult game in week one, right? Um, If we lose to Florida State, okay, let's just say we do. As long as we play well, at least that's something, okay? It could be where we both play great games and they find a way to win it or some BS call or whatever the case may be. But if we come out really flat, uh, we probably need to look into playing a week zero game or some kind of game beforehand because it's hard. It's hard to come out the gate swinging and beating somebody. It's so hard. Like, for instance, you know one thing we have not mentioned at all? 
Not in the least bit. It's not even crossed our minds on this live stream tonight. Okay? The LSU basketball team is in the Bahamas right now. Okay? They're in the Bahamas. So they are getting, even though they're they're blowing these teams out, uh, they won a close one yesterday. They blew somebody out today, I think. Even though th- these aren't like your normal teams, but at, at least they're getting some run versus some team that is not their own. The LSU women's basketball team. Angel Reese has played for Team USA. Haley Van Litt has been playing some three-on-three. You know, they get some run, and even they get a preseason. Football, nothing. Nothing. It is tabula rasa, first game of the season. It, It still blows my freaking mind. Like, it still blows my freaking mind. Okay, let's go to Dr. Morgan. Fun fact about the FSU game, FSU running back uh, Ja'Kai Douglas was one of Mason's teammates in high school. I remember Ja'Kai Douglas. So ready for Orlando to silence all the doubters and haters of LSU hype in the SEC trash talk. Yeah, Ja'Kai Douglas was a very good player. I never made the connection between him and Mason, right? Um, let me look him up real quick. I thought he was a receiver, but let me see. But he could be, he could have moved to running back. So here he is right here. This. It's crazy. They both wear zero. That's so cool, Dr. Morgan. Thank you for this info. And look at that. Terrabone. Hi, Douglas, 5'9". It is crazy. I'm glad you brought this up, Doc, because there are so many. When I mean so many, I mean so many Louisiana folks with Florida State, right? Obviously, Keon Coleman's with them now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with him at Opelousas. But also, Dr. Morgan, there's the – a guy by the name of John Papoulis, I believe that's his name. He was a member of Les Miles' 2005 staff, and I believe he is um, on – I think he's Florida State special teams coach. Let me, let me see this. I think his name is John Papoulis. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, he is. So John uh, Papuchis. When I saw his name, I was like, wait, 05 staff? And, yeah, that's him. Look, I told you. 04 to 07. So he he won a national championship here as a defensive intern at LSU. Then, of course, you have um, former Catholic high coach. I believe he's still on the staff. Let me, I could look this up really quickly. God, that's a really good super chat, Dr. Morgan. Let me see. Patrick Sertan Sr. How about that? Oh, they don't put analyst on here? Come on, Florida State. You got to put your analyst on here. It's a coach I like. I respect a lot. Randy Shannon. 
Green Chan's always been a really good coach, linebackers coach. Look at that resume. He is coach. Pretty much his whole life in Florida. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, so yeah, he's a wide receiver, but hey, he could play some running back too. I will not be in Orlando. I wish. One could wish. Let's go to the next super chat. Apparently, the men beat a team that beat Kansas yesterday. How about that? Is this the turnaround? Is this the turnaround for Matt McMahon? Let John Morant come play for us. Simmons, McKinley, Mack, and Durham. How many of those do you think we land, and who else should we be looking out for? Those are the four best, okay? So, according to the On3 uh, composite, 246 of the top 300 players are already committed, and it's probably more than that. I saw that graphic uh, released earlier. So, guys are still committing early on. Um, I honestly thought that that was – that there was going to be more holdouts, per se. All right. Um, at this point, I would say Caden Durham is the most likely of these four that we land. Now, I know that probably doesn't excite you a whole lot because uh, we're loaded at running back for the future. But as far as the other three are concerned, I still feel pretty good that we will get three out of these four players, right? I think Dominic McKinley will eventually pick LSU. Five-star defensive linemen eventually pick LSU. They do. Wardell Mack very well could be a, a good corner, but it would be one thing if LSU did not have a good corner class for this class lined up already. Kai Bates, Andre Evans, uh, Jawan Johnson, they got some good safeties lined up for this class too. So uh, I, I also think they have spent a lot of time recruiting Caden Durham, a lot of time and resources. Uh, that is Frank Wilson's guy. And I think he's going to get it done. Now, visually, it wouldn't be great if we lost Dominic McKinley. Okay. I believe he is going to recruit in early September. All right. I think we'll still get him. I do. I do. Simmons, I don't know. Obviously, Simmons to me is the most important of these four. I think some of you would say McKinley. Uh, but we need a defensive tackle really badly. Wingo and I, I think Wingo and Mason are to the NFL next year. 
obviously Mason is probably going to be a first round pick. The no less than a day two pick. Um, and Wingo, probably the same thing. Um, so after that, our defensive tackle depth is just kind of not there. Um, McKinley would be very nice. But Colin Simmons is, is, is just that guy. But once again, like I said earlier, I do not think no matter what he does on Thursday, it is going to be over for him. I just don't. Now, once again, some of that is just what I've heard. Um, I wish, kind of like with the Harold Parkinson, thing, that there would be someone that peeked in on the channel that gave me a little more insight, like with Harold Perkins at the time. Uh, but there you go. Okay? So let's do it. Jerry, you didn't do enough talking. Ah, 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 ah. Uh, will Joe Burrow be on next year's NCAA 2024 game? But it's official. There will be a game. Um, who should be on the cover? My best guess would be Caleb Williams. Okay. My best guess would be Caleb Williams. There's a few others that obviously I would prefer Joe Burrow to be on there. I think the smartest thing would do, because it is such a big release, is have a bunch of different regional covers, right? Like have an SEC guy. I was about to say have a Pac-12 guy. Ha 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 ha. But yeah, let's go to Jared. Is Simmons as big a deal as the Leonard Fournette commitment? No. Now, that's because LSU moved mountains to get Leonard Fournette to LSU, okay? Moved mountains. They didn't take a running back in the class in the class before. And I don't know. Now, never say never, but there will never be a running back commitment as hyped as Leonard Fournette ever again, okay? It just won't happen just because of how devalued people view the position now. He will be the most hyped running back commitment ever at LSU. Okay. Now, I wouldn't say he's the most important. I, I think he's tied for first with Kev Falk. Um, and you got to kind of be from that era to understand how big the Kev Falk commitment was. But that was also kind of pre rivals and all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, I, I, I think. Simmons is a big deal, but I'm not sure if there will be a commitment as important and as hyped as Leonard Fournette ever again at LSU. It was so crazy. It was, it was nuts. <laughs> it was so crazy. Um, and there is also like uh, the, the like yeah, Peyton Manning saying he thinks Leonard Fournette could play in the NFL right now, and obviously Leonard Fournette lived up to expectations but then again did he because people thought he was going to win five heismans and three national championships i mean he he kind of he kind of became 
you know, a legend before he ever actually played. Now, in terms of hype, he was like, like he wasn't like a Tiger Woods, like LeBron level hype, but he was like right below that in terms of like generational prospects. Uh, but guy, he was good. He was good. Okay, let's go to Adam. If the starters have a rough start, how bad does it have to be before you pull them and go with the option two? Not just talking about quarterback, but offense as a whole. Yeah, so this goes back to the preseason thing. I truly do think if we did an anonymous poll of all the coaches in college football, and you ask them, would you like a preseason game to be played? They would unequivocally say yes. I think probably 75 to 80% of them would say yes. Okay. Um, but then again, you can't really learn too much because they would probably like that preseason game to be against like an FCS team or something like that. The hard thing about this, Adam, is you're guessing who your best players are. Um. So tomorrow, once again, at 3 p.m. Central, I already got the uh, the video uh, right here, and I will post this here uh, right now, okay? And I need you guys at the end of this go hit a like button and reminder. Tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central, I'm airing a video on SEC quarterbacks. Which quarterbacks had the most – likely chance to finish the season as their current starter. Okay. And I go through each quarterback room and their situation and you're going to like it. Okay. I guarantee you I've worked all day on this video and it, it's short. It's only 10 minutes long. So it's not like a super deep dive that we do here. Um, but I included a quote, a uh, little cliff notes version of it. I included a quote from uh, Lane Kiffin, who shared a few things today. And it was actually a few days ago, but he, I, I found it very interesting about not committing to a quarterback because it's just so hard to know who your best guy is. And that's a hard thing about it. You don't really know who your best guys are. Like, here's a good example. I think a coach you can compare Brian Kelly to is like Tom Izzo, right? You wouldn't say Tom Izzo is the absolute best coach in college basketball. But he's undoubtedly in the top five, top ten, right? The only difference is Tom Izzo has a national championship. Brian Kelly doesn't. The difference, though, is Tom Izzo, if you actually watch how he manages his team, he does a really good job of building his team up for March. He mixes lineups in throughout the season, and he finally gets to see who his best lineup actually is. In college football, you do not get that luxury. You just don't. You just don't. So let's just say you're the coach, Adam. How do you determine if it's just that player not having a good outing? Okay. Is it just this player struggling? It's a good question. 
right? Especially with the player like Jane Daniels, who started slow. He was he was a slower starter. A lot of Jaden's damage came in the final drive of second quarters and in the second half of games. That was when he was at his best in the fourth quarter. Um, so Brian Kelly knows this. It, it, it's it's tough to go to second options. Um, I will say this. I do think he'll be a little bit more forthright in putting true freshman into the game. I do. I do. That's true. It's crazy how he ended up with the Buccaneers. It's crazy how him and Devin White ended up with the Buccaneers. All right. And then there was that whole controversy a few years ago over the Jameis Winston thing. So we had two LSU players in the center of a controversy with the Saints over an injury of a Florida State quarterback. That's just crazy how the NFL operates, um, how these guys just all go their separate ways. Um, but yeah, it is wild that LF7 became such a Tampa Bay legend with the Super Bowl run and everything. Yeah, Mick, but the, the eras are different. Two completely different eras. That was more of a running back era and you know, Fournette played in that area, he would have been as productive as those guys. I truly do believe it. I also think his Auburn game is up there. <laughs> One of the best college running back performances ever. Okay. It's a good question, or it's a good point. Carter, the problem with playing preseason and even a lot of games is that the college doesn't have an injured reserve, cannot pull players in due to injuries. Okay, you do make a good point here that the college season is already too long and the season is being bled dry with as many games as you possibly can. We're going to we're going to bleed the situation dry. We're going to get as many games as we possibly can out of a current season. Okay, But what I would say to the contrary is an NFL roster is 53 players, a college roster is 85. Now you are right. You can't just go sign guys off the street like you can in the NFL, but you do have 85 players. Okay. I, I, I do, I do think a preseason game would be good. I do. I understand. I'm, I'm, I'm in the minority on that because there are already so many games, but, but if I, if I ran a program, I would do the Kentucky. I would make sure my schedule was as soft as possible in the front. Okay. Adam says, I just don't want to see us getting blown out before we try something different. That's yeah, true. Um, I don't, I don't think we're going to get blown out though, but I get what you're saying. I do. Now, I actually do want to bring up. I wish if LA Mom was in here. I wish she was. Okay. This was a question she brought up in the Discord. Okay. And we have it 100 viewers. 
I want to get to the point where we have 150 every time we go live. I know on Sundays we kill it. That's great. But I really appreciate each and every one of you. Share it. Like it. I don't think we've had any Facebook likes. I like YouTube better anyway. Don't tell Zuckerberg that. Please don't. Because he's like ripped now. It's kind of crazy. Um, but there you go. Now, I do want to chat about um, one thing Brian Kelly did a lot of last season. Okay. We received the opening kickoff. Now, type R for receive, type K for kick. Do you prefer to receive the opening kickoff or do you prefer to kick off to start the game? Okay. So Danny, Dwayne, Nino, good to see you. Everybody, welcome Nino to the channel. Uh, Mick, good to see you. What's up, Randall? Okay. Do you prefer to kick or receive? So most of you said kick. Okay. Kick. No, it says kick. Danny Gross says that I, if our offense was more explosive last season, then I might say R, but I feel like we're a second half team and we should have kicked more. I agree. All right. So I am a kick guy. And actually, the correct term is to defer to the second half. So that was my fault. Okay. I think it's easier to manage the end of the second quarter if you're able to receive the football next half. So let's say like you're um, you're down by uh, say you're down by multiple scores. If you were down by multiple scores and you knew you weren't stopping their offense. Um, you know, I would like to know the information of whether or not I'm going to receive or kick the next half. It's also easier just for me. It's something just to look forward to as a team. Um, I will say this though, because Florida state's offense has so much continuity and our defense has had some, you know, rough practice this year in the secondary. Maybe it would be better if we received the opening kickoff. We received it last year, and I think we kicked a field goal to start things off. Um, but I am a kick guy. I prefer to defer to the second half, and I I just think it can help you generate an extra possession. Uh, there's nothing better than deferring to the second half again at three and out right off the jump. There's nothing better than that. It feels so good. 
But I, I could see Brian Kelly receiving it. Okay. Also, Jaden was really good before the end of the first half. Guy was really good on those drives. Um, so that's all. That was always something very interesting about this last year's team. Um, let me ask you this: I have seen. Danny Girl, if you are the Tennessee offense last season, you receive most teams would defer to the second half. Yeah. I mean, if you truly believed in your offense straight off the jump, receive. That's a good point. Yeah, so we forced we we kicked it off, then Tua had the fumble. Then we had the Patrick Queen interception. By the way, Patrick Queen broke that play down for us on PHL. Check it out. Okay. And I still blame Ed Orgeron for that. That wasn't our first drive at a half, but it was our second drive, I believe. We punted on fourth and one on their 40-yard line with Joe freaking Burrow and Clyde Edwards-Alaire having the game of his life. Now, first thing is, he wasn't short. They marked him short, which was BS. But still, uh, I wish we would have gone up 40-13. to 13. That would have looked so freaking good. Two big myths that the Alabama game was close. It wasn't. And the Clemson game was a blowout. It wasn't. It was the exact opposite. But the score lines tell a different story. Aaron Anderson will be the punt returner. So I am deferring. Hey, there you go. I like that. King Ulysses. I do. Yep, initial three and out is a big confidence booster in season opener. That's true. That's true. Now. We are 25 away from giving out the Jacob Hester card. How about that? Here's what we're going to do. In the next five to ten minutes, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you super chat or you get you your new Power Hour LSU merch, okay, get your shirts. You need to get a black one. Got these mugs, got a tumbler. Look at that. PowerRLSU.com slash merch. The mugs got the OG, got the OG shirts right there, got the hoodies. Let's do it. With the receive Adams back there, let's go. I like that attitude. I do. But I do think it's always smart to defer. Carter, when is the last time the Tigers had a pick six? Uh, So we did not have one last year, I don't believe. Which is okay. 
because our worst defense ever had like five of them. Pick our last pick six. So Jay Ward had one versus ULM that I think was called back. Uh, so yeah, it was a ball game. Now it was a uh, quad Wilson. How could I forget? 99 yards. Um, and Greg Brooks almost had him one. It's a Koi. Everybody welcome Koi Huber. Huber. Not LSU, but how do you see the season playing out for 16th year starter Bo Nix? I think he's going to be pretty good. And I think he is a very smart Heisman bet. I, and I'm not joking. What are, what are the Heisman odds right now? Okay. He's plus 1,800. Here are Heisen odds via Vegas Insider. Okay. All right. Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Quinn Ewers. Jordan Travis, Kate Klubnick, Michael Penix, Drake May, Bo Nix. Got to go all the way down here to get my best bet, Brock Bowers. Cole's rocking it. There you go. Cole, make sure you send a photo of you and your shirt in Orlando to me. I like that. Big thanks to Sherry Stinchkem for liking the Facebook page. Appreciate that, Sherry. Yeah, I still believe in Kate Klubnik. But Quinn Ewers, man. I, I still don't get it. I still don't get it. Like, I, I don't. I think Malik Murphy's going to be the guy. What do you think, Sibley? Yeah, plus 1,200 on JD5 winning the Heisen. Ride that thing, baby. Oh, 
ride that thing. If we beat FSU, Bama, and Georgia, well, yeah, he is beyond a lock for the Heisman. It would be a lot for him to not get the Heisman. I don't think the voters want to give a back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, but I think I think Caleb Williams is going to be the most likely guy to go back-to-back with the Heisman Trophies. Right? I still felt when he was healthy, Bryce Young was the best player in America. And we shut him down. His only game under 50% completions. We shut him down. How about that? Take that, Bryce Young. Uh, let's go. What's up, Buster? Shaw is cake so he can get the ball in the second half. I like that. Now, here's what we're going to do. Type Y for yes, type in for no. You will be at the Wednesday night live stream. Tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Central. Type Y for yes, type in for no. Let me know. And in the next five minutes, I will answer as many questions as I possibly can. As humanly possible, it doesn't have to be LSU football related. It could be like the wonderful Danny girl where she asked a question about Bo Picks, Knicks. Um, what's up, Carvis? Carvis, the people want to know if they could set up a PHL get-together in Orlando, even if I'm not there. Carvis, you are the one. You know Orlando better than anyone. Shoot me an email, Carvis, please. Yeah, but even in some of those ugly games, so let's say like the Oregon State game, like he had like a big game winning drive when it mattered the most. It's just gonna it's just gonna be hard. I mean, they're gonna put up so many points. It's all good, TJ. Watch Wednesday on replay. So, Carvis, send me an email. We'll 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 discuss to see if it's something potentially possible. Um, because Danny, girl, Jared, a lot of PHL OGs are going to be there. Call as well. Yeah, we might. I'm gonna talk to Carvis about it and see if, they, if see if there is a possibility. Uh, yeah, Carvis, just send me an email. I think you got my email. Hit me up. Let's see. Doctor Morgan will be there tomorrow at six. There we go. Good. King Ulysses. Good seeing you back. 
Hey, that's 4 p.m. your time, man. I like that. I like that. You want me to? I'll put it on there. Yeah. Okay, I won't. Huh? 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 Jared's going. Cole's going. Carver's is going. Carver's has to go. He's, I mean, he's there. The Tigers are like, dang. Carver's, he knows a lot about LSU football. So we have got to schedule a game in Orlando. They scheduled the whole thing for you, Carver's. Not for anybody else, but for you. Huh? 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 I love it. Oh, Danny, you better you better rock that fabulous fit. Bring the Kim Mulkey vibes. That's the uh, the national championship vibes. Go all out, Danny. You are the one that found a hotel. This is your thing. You 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 rock your bling fit. You do it. You do that. Mm. Now, here's what we got to do. We'll see you tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Central. We're still building this brand piece by piece, link by link, day by day, video by video. I appreciate each and every one of you. Now, I will be chatting in the Discord for a little bit right now. Hubby's an LSU fan now. I love it. There you go. Dr. Morgan showing you some love. Rock it, Danny. I'll be disappointed if you don't. Now, don't forget, tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central. Rep, I screwed this up. Here we go. 3 p.m. Central. 
click that link right there. Set a reminder. Hit the thumbs up button. Got an SEC video on the quarterbacks in the conference. The quarterbacks that I feel had the most likely chance to finish the season as their respective starter. Okay, it gives you an idea of what the quarterback rooms look like throughout the SEC. Click that link right there. Set a reminder. It'll air tomorrow at 3 p.m. Okay. Once again, if you are a praying type, please keep Coach Lindsey in your thoughts uh, as he recovers. Really good update today from Brian Kelly regarding that. And we'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central. It is power hour. LSU, boom. And tonight we are doing, oh, Cajun spaghetti and meatballs. Let's go. Let's break.